Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 191 of Your Career Podcast. Well, hello, this is a special bonus episode of Your Career Podcast, so you're in for a treat this time. If you've been listening to this podcast for a number of years now, you'll know that I interview professionals who have made amazing career changes. Now, way back in episode 125, I interviewed a very special lady who has since become one of my dear friends and co-host of the LinkedIn Local Sydney networking events in Sydney. Gillian Bullock is the LinkedIn ninja down under who specializes in helping businesses to grow by leveraging the power of LinkedIn. And as I specialize in helping professionals to build their brand on LinkedIn to progress in their careers, this was a partnership that was destined to happen. So not only do we co-host the popular LinkedIn Local Sydney events at the Executive Centre at Barangaroo in Sydney during non-COVID-19 days, of course, but we decided to partner together to create and launch another podcast called LinkedIn to Jack and Jill. I'm often called Jane Jacko Jackson, and Gillian is known as Gillian Don't Call Me Jill Bullock. So the name of our LinkedIn podcast came quite naturally, LinkedIn to Jack and Jill. This podcast has become hugely popular and you can subscribe on iTunes or follow us on Spotify too as we provide top LinkedIn tips in every episode. Plus, we expose the good, the bad and the downright funny side of LinkedIn too. Now, as the coronavirus has hit us globally and most of us are working from home and practicing self-isolation, as I record this episode, there has never been a better time to ensure your future success by building and leveraging your personal brand on LinkedIn. So today I'm sharing episode nine of LinkedIn to Jack and Jill to talk about personal branding for career success and business branding for business growth. Because before you can project an authentic personal brand, you must understand who you are, what your business represents. And before you can build that brand, you must also understand your hidden image, your assumed image, your visual image, your experienced image, and your proven image over time. Now, you won't know what this all means, but I discuss this in detail in this episode. So you'll gain personal clarity and lay a solid foundation for career development. With this understanding, you can pull it all together to build your brand. Using the same principles too, In this episode, Gillian leverages her marketing background to focus on how businesses can successfully build their brand on LinkedIn. We provide so many takeaways that are pure gold. So here's a full episode so you get a taste of what it's like to be LinkedIn to Jack and Jill. And if you like us, all the links to find out more are in my show notes at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast. Here we go. 
to get more out of your LinkedIn profile? Well, you're in the right place because you're linked in to Jack and Jill. Jane, Jacko, Jackson and Jillian, don't call me Jill, Bullock, are here to educate, entertain and enlighten you on all things LinkedIn. So let's find out what they're linked into now. Here are your hosts, the LinkedIn ladies, Jane and Jillian. G'day LinkedIn lovers, it's Jack and Jill here. <laughs> <laughs> no? I, I didn't expect that, I expect it's Jillian Bullock oh. here. Yeah, but anyway, so... You yes, can go first, go. Okay, g'day LinkedIn lovers. It just doesn't sound right when I say g'day, does we'll just it? get on with it. Oh, all right, fine. So, hello, it's Jane Jackson, career management coach here, and I'm here with the wonderful LinkedIn Ninja Down Under, mm-hmm. and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. That's very Truman Show when you do that, you know. Truman Show? Yes. What do you mean? Oh, my God, you don't know what that do you movie mean? either. Have you ever watched Ace Ventura, Truman Show? Ace Ventura. Anything to do with Jim Carrey um, at all? Oh, Jim Carrey, yes. <laughs> yes, Jim Carrey. I don't know how we're friends, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so so how am I Truman Show? You'll have to watch the movie. Oh, well, there's a cliffhanger <laughs> for you. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's so nice to have you here. Today we're going to be talking about very important topics, personal branding and business branding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, we Yes. Are. Are you, are you going to start or am I going to start? I'm going to start. No, you look, honestly, I think my focus on branding itself is a lot uh, more swayed towards business branding. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you go personal branding, it's usually for the person that owns the business. So then it sort of comes around about into um, business branding anyway. Mm, so yes. if you want to start on the personal branding stuff, mm-hmm. we probably need to start with you. Yeah. Okay. So with personal branding, my focus, of course, is careers. And for people who want to manage their careers, progress in their careers, make a career transition. And so your personal brand on LinkedIn in particular is very, very important because your market will be the employers. Yes. yes? Yeah, that makes sense. And so when it comes to your personal brand, it's not all about pretty pictures and, you know, the colours that, that you're going to be projecting, as you would it's if it two. was a business logo. Okay, yeah. well, here's where we disagree. Agree to disagree. It's a cats and dogs thing again. Yes. Okay, but for me, your personal brand really is so much to do with who you really are. So let me just go into something holistically, may I? Yeah, I Should I get out my crystal ball? And <laughs> crystal nose. Yeah. <laughs> get out my... Ins- what was going Well, you know, that's stuff that you light it at the end and it smells when in incense incense yes. what are you talking about we well, said you only need to get your crystal ball and stuff so no. Yeah, okay. Oh, digress. Okay, right. let's let's just get back to topic. Here. Okay. Okay. So I'm a little jet lagged. So sometimes if I go a little bit off topic after having my five weeks, oh, that's in your London, excuse today. Forgive me. I'll have a bit more coffee. Okay. Right. When it comes to personal branding, you first of all have to really know who you are before you can project any sort of image or brand. And there, there's something that we all must consider, and that is who we are. Okay. So there are five aspects to your image or your brand that needs to be considered so that you can project the right message. So when you're saying... all about messaging. Okay, so how deep is this with your who you are? Is that like, I'm a male, I'm a female? Or are we okay. assuming that stuff okay. already? I'm male. I'm, we're assuming. Well, okay. well we, can, we can usually tell if you're male or female, Jill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a look Jack. at Jack. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Good okay. argument there. <laughs> let's have a look at the five aspects of your professional image or brand. First of all, what we have to consider are your hidden image, your assumed image, your visual image, your experienced image, and your proven image over time. Okay, so your hidden image, is that like Spanx? (laughs) 
Is no, it, it's not your underwear. For oh. goodness sake! Oh, your hidden image. This is this is who you are. This is your culture. The way you've been brought up. Whether you were firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn. Whether you were uh, bullied at school. Whether you sailed through school. Whether you're a straight A student. Whether you were the favourite child or not. Everything that you experienced in your life puts a filter over the way you expect life to treat you okay and no one can see that it it you, you know like I, I was brought up half chinese half english my father died when i was 11 years old he was only 49 and life changed so much that has put a filter over the way i act and react in the world okay because i know that i have to be independent and be able to look after myself whereas if i had a really easy life especially mm. in the early days i would think oh life will come you know good things will come to me very very easily and there'll always be other people to swoop in and assist me i know that it isn't always the case so i work very very hard and everyone's got a story so if you understand what it is that makes you who you are and what makes you tick what your values are what your goals and aspirations are um, where you hope to see yourself in the future, then you're able to start to build your brand to reflect who you really are. And too many of us don't spend enough time really thinking about what makes us tick. Okay. okay. So if they had a horrible childhood and were the victim or everything was done for them and they're super, mm. super lazy, mm. like one of my sons. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that your LinkedIn profile ends up being, you know, I was horribly abused as a child. And, no, and, no, no, no. It's, okay. it's in Do the I need to hear the other four the messaging, before yeah. I go into this? It's the okay. messaging that you put across because your expectations in life and what you hope for, what the way that you've been brought up will actually put a filter over what you want to achieve in your life as well. Yeah, when true. you think about, say, well-known personality Oprah, she had a tough life. She yes, did. yes. Yeah, a really, really tough life. But she didn't let it define her. It made her, it it even her. more resolute to make herself successful. Okay. And yep. even though she became so successful, she never forgot her humble beginnings and she gives back so much. And that's because of the way she is and her values. Okay, so, I got okay, it. So yep. there you go. Okay. So understand your hidden image. Secondly, you assume image. Now here, there there is the, the business branding side of it mm -hmm. as well, because what do people assume they will see when they meet you? What will they assume you, or how do, will they assume that you will act when they meet you as well? People and assume so, that I'm going to have those chopsticks in my hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From my they're going to think you're really uh, powerful because in your LinkedIn profile, your photo, you, you're, you're looking straight at the camera. You're looking quite fierce. You've got chopsticks in your hair. Um, <laughs> you yep. call yourself the ninja. So it's like you know what you're doing. You're into stealth mode and you could... Any time, yes. Do you remember the, um, the FBI agent from Ireland that mm. profiled my photo? Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. I remember that interview yeah. saying that you're, you're kind of a scary person. So <laughs> she's, actually, scary. she's actually a pussycat marshmallow. It wasn't someone. a scary person at all. It was just because <laughs> my profile photo on my LinkedIn profile does not have my teeth in the smiling and I am looking dead set at the camera. Mm -hmm. They were saying that um, this FBI profiler was actually saying that I'm quite... Uh, it was kind of like confrontational. Yeah, it's not a friendly photo. Down. Ninja, it's not a friendly photo. Whereas if you look at mine, the warm smile, 
Bill, that coachy look about it. Yeah, but I'm a ninja. I'm a warrior. So it, it didn't want to be warm and fuzzy like yours. I know. So you're, you're projecting the image that you want to project. So yes. people are assuming things about you before they even meet you. Mm. Correct? Yep. So think... People assume things about you depending on your job title, on the industry that you work in, the culture from which you, you come. Uh, so, so be aware of what people assume about you and make sure that if you are projecting an authentic brand, the assumptions must be right as well. Yes. So do it. you dress appropriately for the occasion? Does it all tie in? Is it congruent? Because these five aspects of image must be congruent. So we've covered hidden image, assumed mm-hmm. image. The next one What's is your, your visual image. Okay. And so this is when you walk in the door. What do people see? Your body language. Is it positive? Do you have an open stance? Do you have a nice warm smile? Do you make eye contact? These are all the visuals that people see. And as, as we've just mentioned about your profile photo as well people look at the photos and whether you're on a video or it's a photo it's what is it that you're projecting do i mean i'm always smiling in my photos right because i want people to know that i'm warm and fuzzy i mean i'm mainly harmless basically okay (laughs) i'm mainly harmless but i'm a coach so of course um it's important that that the real me that caring compassion comes through okay so of course i'm smiling in my photos as well i work in the corporate sector so i dress quite corporate Okay. You know, I don't turn up to meetings in jeans unless it's casual Friday, right? So just on that point, with yeah. let's say somebody's in the job market then mm-hmm. and, or corporate or whatever like that. So what, you know, can they get away with a photo like mine without a huge smile on it or is that that they shouldn't? No, it depends on what no, they're doing. No hard It's what rule. is appropriate for the role. I mean, are you an analyst? Are you an engineer? Are you an investigator? Are you a, a coach or a teacher or, or um, a lecturer at university? It, it just depends on how do you want to be perceived by others? Because, you know, we do, even though we shouldn't, we do judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and what you wear and your body language in particular and those facial expressions, they make a lot. So it's your visual image. Mm. And and I've, I've seen some, I don't know, the, the ones that are most alarming to me on LinkedIn are the ones that dead set look like a mugshot. <laughs> it's just they've cropped the numbers out on their chest and that's it. It was a dead yeah. set Would mugshot. you trust this person? Would you do business or would you hire this person and would they run away with you? I money? don't even want to yeah. link, connect with them yeah. or link with them on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's really good to have a, a good photographer um, who can capture the essence of who you are. Oh, they're, they're yeah. clearly selfies because they've even got that fishbowl effect on their person's face yeah. as well. <laughs> so, you know, even the prison photographer wasn't that skilled. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't just take a selfie and plonk it onto LinkedIn. It needs to be a good professional photo because it's a professional networking site. Now okay. on to... Number four? Yeah, number four yeah. of your, your um, professional image, and that is the experienced image. So this is what is it like to be in your presence? Mm-hmm. Are you positive? Are you fun to be around? Do you command? respect are you interesting or are you deadly boring um, <laughs> are you talking you about you here <laughs> <laughs> i know i do tend to pontificate quite a lot but i am a caring person but the important thing is you know when you sometimes meet someone and it's just annoying being with them you need you need to know <laughs> That's what we first met. <laughs> I, I know i thought who is this person on my webinar asking all these intelligent questions she must be annoying <laughs> but anyway i got over that yes, but it did. took time didn't it yes but, you but hated me for a long time <laughs> I didn't hate you. I, I was drawn to you immediately because, according to Crystal Nose, we are 93% compatible. Yes. If, 
people don't know what we're talking about here, listen to our previous previous episode. Now, your experienced image, it's really important that when people are in your presence, it's, it's an enjoyable experience or it's a respectful experience. And so know how you speak to people. Uh, are you respectful to others? Do you listen? Mm-hmm. Are you positive? Do you have a great attitude or a negative attitude? This all affects how people uh, view you. And, and I guess from when you're saying negative attitude, mm. there is many comedians, for example, mm. that I listen to and they're really negative. Mm. Their entire their entire way of, of being around comedy mm. is to be insulting and negative. That's yeah, the entire people thing. All the time. Yeah. Some people enjoy it. You know, as comedians, but others don't. But you don't have to be a negative to be a successful comedian. No, no, no. Look at people like Michael McIntyre. Sure. He's fantastic. He, he just observes life mm. and everything is hilarious. In fact, oh, okay, di- little diversion if you don't mind. <laughs> the right. funniest episode I have ever watched of Michael McIntyre is when he talks about the spices in the cupboard. The five yes. spice, if anyone doesn't know, go and look up Michael McIntyre, five spice. On YouTube, <laughs> it is the yeah. funniest YouTube video. Yeah, ever. all the spices yeah. getting okay. so jealous of the salt and pepper on the table. I know. Oh, Why do they get and, so much? And is five spy better than three spy or two spy? <laughs> it's spy styling, not spy. Okay. I digress. Yes. Oh, no, but if you're Chinese, I'm half Chinese. What, they call spice. it spy? Five spy. You have oh. an accent. <laughs> I'm Chinese, right? <laughs> Chinese. Chinese. I, I can, I'm, I'm the only one allowed to say that yes, because I, I am Chinese. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, so on to the fifth aspect yes. of, your, of your image, and this is your proven image over time. All I'm going to say about this is, do you keep your promises? Um. And you know how when, you know, you do all these great things and, you know, people just think, oh, that's wonderful. You do one wrong thing and everyone jumps on you. Yes. That's the only thing they remember. So and you, that's the thing you that's can splashed have, all over social media. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame because many, many years of wonderful stuff, you do one wrong thing and then suddenly, oh, that's all people remember. Mm. So remember, you, if you make a promise, please deliver. That's all. Mm-hmm. Now, if you manage all five aspects, hidden, assumed, visual, experienced, and proven image, then you're going to have a congruent, professional, and authentic uh, brand personal in brand. order to project okay. it well. Okay? I like it. Is like that helpful? It. It, well, yeah. Mm. I'm not going to say no. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crap. Makes you think. <laughs> makes you think. Okay. So for me, with personal branding, I, I, I guess I take a little bit more of a surface level approach to it and you know putting it out there I'm not a personal branding coach at all I know you've got an e-course with it and you go into this sort of depth with it I mean deeper in fact um, I've never claimed to be that but what I do look at is the surface level of it for um, in in congruence if I like mm. uh, or you like um, with the social selling index and one of the first areas of the social selling index is about branding but of course that's taking it from the point of view of are you linking your um, LinkedIn profile to a company page for example because it's not you know <laughs> it's not really attached to a, a brand if it's not attached to a company page so it's things like that but I guess from the human aspect rather than the algorithm actually tracking the SSI, um, I like to look at stuff on LinkedIn to do with as shallow as colour. But that's not shallow because colours mm-hmm. evoke emotion, you know, and so things like, you know, if you if you see a navy blue, it looks more corporate. Yeah. You know, if you see yellow, it appears, you know, happier and lighter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, colours, I mean, companies spend 
millions of dollars, you know, researching and analysing the colours. And and just think now, if you look at that deep, rich purple, you just think of Cadbury's chocolate. <laughs> Glass and a half, I think, obviously. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. You even remember the slogans, and which that was is part of the, the branding. And that was back in the 80s, the yeah. glass and a half of full cream dairy milk in every 200 yeah. gram block. Yeah. And also think of think of things, you know, the, the, what, what what's synonymous with certain brands? You know, you think of Nike, you think just do it. And you think of the swoosh. Yes. And, and you remember that. Yes, yeah. which I thought was a tick for years, yeah. but there you go. Well, a tick is positive. A swoosh is fast. Right. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So, okay, so here's the here's the question to do with um, somebody who's actually attached to a company. Let's say you're um, a office manager or something to do with Westpac, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter what the, the position title is, but let's say we work for Westpac, which is all red, okay? Mm-hmm. So, therefore, would somebody concentrate on having a lot of red around their profile and would they do, a, you know, these five, these five steps of, of branding here, would they try and align it with what Westpac stands for or is that just incest? <laughs> no, it depends on what their objective is. Okay. If they want to position themselves as a strong company person and they work for that one particular company and they're practicing employee advocacy to really demonstrate what a great place to work that business is, mm-hmm. I mean, I would recommend to all businesses leverage employee advocacy to get your brand out there. Absolutely. Because the more employees who share your company posts and uh, say positive things about the business, mm. the more you are perceived as, you know, an employer of yeah. choice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so and that, I, have, be great. I have my old programs about that yeah. when I go in-house. But yeah. the, the you know, the stop that I get quite often is that, you know, it's my profile. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep doing stuff to do with the company. Mm. Um, and, you know, I come from the point of view of going, okay, so while you're there, you're actually building a digital footprint, mm-hmm. right? And so let's say you're at that company for another five years then when you leave, then the new company can go, wow, they really, really supported us or they supported that other company. Let's say it's mm-hmm. Westpac again, right? Mm-hmm. They supported Westpac for five years while they were there. Look how much stuff they've posted, they've shared, they've done this, they've done that. And then they sort of look at it and go, okay, so they're going to do that for us now, which is which is the potential. But you were saying to me the other day that that actually can be a stop as well. Yeah, so it can be detrimental because if okay. you're in one organisation or a particular industry for a long, long time, you can become indoctrinated in their language. There are some major organisations where you, they, they have their own corporate speak. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to say, you know, which organisations these are, but there, there are two main ones where I've coached a lot of people who have gone through redundancies. And initially they were struggling because when I looked at their resumes, it was all their own jargon. It was their acronyms oh, okay. and no one else would understand yep. <laughs> exactly what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to de corporate if I, if there's such a word. <laughs> there is now. Uh, yeah, so, so that other uh, people from different companies would understand what they're talking about. Because remember, now, of course, company loyalty is a wonderful thing. For However, sure. in today's corporate environment, redundancies, restructures, downsizing, changing, mergers, acquisitions, it, it makes employment quite tenuous. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that you can really rely on, because there is no job for life, there's no 100% job security, the only thing you can rely on 
important is you, your ability, and your ability to be able to market yourself into a new role, just in case there is a corporate restructure and your role is affected. So I would recommend that people build their own brand as well as practice employee advocacy and promote the business that they're in by sharing and commenting on the company posts and, you know, obviously saying positive things that is genuine and from their heart as well. But always build your own brand because at the end of the day, if there is a restructure, it's business. If you're made redundant, if your role is made redundant, it's not personal, it's business. Mm-hmm. So think of yourself Although as Although it feels a very business. personal. <laughs> I know it feels personal, but you've got to think, um, be the CEO of your own career. Right. Mm. Ooh, that sounds like tweetable. Oh, yeah, mm. CEO of your own career. Okay. You heard and it then, first here <laughs> on LinkedIn. I don't think Jack it's first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that's the first time. Oh, nice try, Jane. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, and also I would probably add to that is if you are made redundant, or the, the company's downsized, resized, moved, merged, whatever, don't start posting and bad-mouthing your boss on LinkedIn. No, no, that's right. <laughs> but if you need career transition so assistance, I think it would be a very good idea to drop me a note. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to business branding. Okay. Mm. I'm all for that, of mm. course. Um, okay, so, you know, going through the SSI and all that sort of thing will we'll help the social selling index in case there's a couple of listeners that don't know what that one is. Um, the very first level of um, how they measure the score is a lot to do with the, your branding. For you and I, we're the owner of our own companies. So we, it's kind of intertwined and intrinsically linked anyway. And of course, my logo was designed out of LinkedIn's logo, whereas yours is a slightly different colour. You've got a teal or something, mm-hmm. I think it yes. is. Teal and coral. Oh, mm. listen to that. Mm. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Mine's a harsh blue. <laughs> but um, in, in terms of posting and in terms of actually putting content out there, if we're going to follow your five doovie whackers, what I find is very interesting is sometimes you see posts, um, you know, there's some guy on a beach in his Speedos and um, you're sort of sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> depends on <laughs> depends on the body shape. Oh, look, he's not in, <laughs> let's say he's not in fitness and you don't look at the uh, the body and go, foie. What, what, are you it, talking about videos? Yeah, Vide- well, let's videos say video- of half-naked men <laughs> yes. on LinkedIn? Yes. Horrors. I, Horrors. I, I must have I'm a different shocked. feed from you. <laughs> I'm shocked. I haven't seen too many naked men, but when I have, I've just averted my eyes. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're an angel, aren't you? <laughs> no, depending on the shape of the body. Let's just take that example and run with it because it's fun. Mm. Um, But for somebody who's actually in fitness, for example, that makes sense to me. Um, They might even showcase their clients or, you know, weight loss or whatever, whatever. But when you've got somebody who, you know, you've been following for three or four years, they may or may not have been a client at one stage or, you know, they're, they're or maybe, whatever it is. Or maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're um, a financial advisor. We don't need to see them half naked. Yeah, that's mm, that's mm. the thing. But if we see a fitness trainer uh, who is absolutely amazing, well cut, or a bodybuilder, oh, no, sure. that would be, be quite nice. A little bit of I think Eagle Wave Studios has yeah. a bodybuilding podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? But, but what I'm saying is I guess there's a level of, which oh, I can't remember if it was your second or third one, which was about... Um, Assumed image? Visual image? Maybe. I think it's visual image. I mm. think that would be it. Um, would be that, you know, what what is the image that your clients are used to? Um, if you're usually doing your videos or photos and selfies or whatever in a business suit because your, you know, your clientele is HR managers in big, big corporates, just as an example again, 
then all of a sudden you've you've gone in there with these, you know, you're at a swimming pool with your speedos on and just doing a quick <laughs> a quick video afterwards. And it's you know, like, well, well, what? Why is your beer gut all of a sudden on display? And <laughs> where's the bucket next to me? No. <laughs> I've just had this image. I've had this image. Wouldn't it be hilarious what? if you're if you're accountant? Yes. <laughs> you suddenly I'm thinking of my accountant, accountant right now. Who's, who's running around semi naked on a beach, and then you meet them. Um, yes. Mind you, but then I suddenly thought of my tax accountant, who is quite a hunk. Um, it would be okay. Do they still say hunk these but, days? But, <laughs> come on, I'm from that generation. Okay. I'm a baby boomer. Uh-huh. I'm a grandmother. My goodness. But but the thing baby is, has is boom. <laughs> but if you've seen someone in something that you, you might think is not quite appropriate for their profession, it might be a bit embarrassing when you first meet them. That's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, my my concern is, you know, you've gone from all these business suits all this time and then all of a sudden you're in Speedos with your beer gut hanging out and is that going to, you know, our reaction is being comical and to actually laugh, right, but is there... I think it harms your brand. Uh, yeah, mm. it, that's that's my concern and long, long-term wise has it... Is that stuff just, you know, put up a different kind of video on Facebook if you really have to get into your speedos and do that? I think when it comes to your business branding, you have to be strategic about it. You need to think, what sort of image do I want to project to my audience and who do I want to attract? So if you're going to be, you know, as you say, running around half naked on a beach, Mm -hmm. that's fine if you want fitness clients and you're super fit. Yeah. But if you want... Oh, that's part of your image because, I mean, even Richard Branson, um, he does put a high value on being fit and doing mm. something physical every single day. That is part of his values. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually can't recall a, a photo of him. I think he wears shorts a lot, like mm. a lot of board shorts um, kind of stuff. But I can recall him doing, you know, parasurfing and, and all sorts of stuff around Necker Island. Um, but I'm so used to it. I've been seeing him do that sort of stuff in the water for 20 years, I think. Yeah, and remember, he's an entrepreneur. He's different. He loves taking challenges. He likes hot air ballooning. Sure. And, and so, so it's all actually part of his image. Yes. Yeah, and he's leading a life that many people aspire to. Yeah. You know, because really he's an entrepreneur. So mm. I think it's possibly if it's not part of your image ongoingly, mm. then it, it kind of, I don't know, it, it can create a shock for your audience. <laughs> I think. Yes, okay. So the moral of the story is let's not get naked unless it's part of your business. Unless you, you know, own the cafe at a nudist beach. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps then. You know, we're going to get all of these nudists writing into us and complaining about us now. Send the selfies through. (laughs) No, no, scrap that, scrap that, sorry. This might be one of our explicit episodes. Okay, back back on track. Back on track, Track Jill. All right, Mm -hmm. yes, right, don't call me Jill. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we usually end our episodes with a call to action. So what is our call to action here? Okay, I think the call to action is to have a look at your cover image and really analyse it and see, are you projecting the right image or brand that you want to, and, and think about the people that you want to attract. So if you've got that generic blue satellite thing that, that you get on oh, the stars constellation yeah, stars constellation yep. uh, on linkedin then then you're not projecting anything mm. it means that you can't be bothered to create a cover image but if you do have a cover image please make sure that it tells a story for example you know for, for, for jillian you can see that she is a recognized linkedin expert right mm-hmm. and then we've got the podcast linkedin to jack and jill there's a beautiful image there and so you it, it 
Jillian's branding herself. For mine, I have Your Career Success is My Business. Yep. And there's a picture of, you know, my podcast and my book and things like that. So I'm branding myself for additional credibility. Is it this podcast too? Image. I'm going to go and check it out now. Mm-hmm. Better yeah, be. it's got this podcast too, of course. <laughs> your own I've podcast got, I've got job. my own podcast, Your Career. Oh, and then I've got lucky. LinkedIn to Jack and Jill. <laughs> and it was voted top 50 podcasts globally. Um, or Sorry, top 20 podcasts globally by Feedspot. So exciting. Oh, but, so use your like cover it. image to brand yourself. Mm. If you haven't done that, that's our call to action for you. Yes. All right. I guess my added call to action for that is if you've been wearing business suits and that's who you are um, targeting and they're kind of used to that, don't chuck in a, a half-naked shot at the beach. <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> or, or I'll send them to us first so we can vet them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing 3,000. Oh, you know what I would like as a call to action? What, what? Is if you've got a great cover image, mm. why not do a post on LinkedIn with your cover image, tag Julian Bullock, tag Jane Jackson, and ask us to comment on it. Ooh, I mm. like that. That will give you added exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like it. Okay, cool. We're done. Okay, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her. Thanks for joining the LinkedIn ladies, Jane, Jacko Jackson and Gillian, don't call me Jill, Bullock for LinkedIn to Jack and Jill. If you like this podcast, why not leave them a five-star review on iTunes? They'll LinkedIn love you for it. Tune in next time to discover what they're LinkedIn to now. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, you will really love my free masterclass, The Three Secrets to Personal Branding for Career Success. You can register for it now at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash three secrets and that's the number three okay and if you want to meet me and Gillian live on the 29th of April 2020 if you're listening before that time has gone by due to COVID-19 we're hosting a virtual LinkedIn local Sydney networking event via Zoom you can sign up for it via Eventbrite the link will be in my show notes at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast, or you can find us LinkedIn Local Sydney on the Eventbrite page. So wherever you are in the world, now is the chance to join us for free for great networking. And if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Your Career Podcast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. 
All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.